0: Welcome to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered, America's first medical money-saving show dedicated to protecting you from becoming a victim of the nation's number one cause of debt, stress, and bankruptcy. Medical Bills, physician and medical billing insider Dr. Virgie Bright Ellington shares her expert secrets made easy and gives you practical tools for affordable medical bills. Everything you need so you can pay off medical bills fast. Join us on this mission to crush medical debt. Because when knowledge is power, saving you time and money, health is wealth. It's
1: January, which is Financial Wellness Month. And, you know, beginning of the year, we all think, a lot of us think, okay, new year, new you, a new opportunity to be our best selves, to kind of do a reset, a restart, and think about how we can change our habits and our thoughts and our lifestyle to be our very best selves for us and the ones we love. And for a lot of us, that includes money, 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 money wellness, financial wellness. So in honor of Financial Wellness Month, we're going to talk about the three steps that will make you better with your money, guaranteed. Guaranteed, I guarantee you. But before we get started, I wanna share a PSA, a public service announcement. And that is, please, please, please remember to quarantine after you or a loved one travels. <laughs> so basically, uh, this is not my... my pretty hot and tempting voice, my fat voice, my, my pretty hot and tempting voice, it's clearly I have a, I'm having some issues with an upper respiratory infection. And that's because my young men, my my sons, went to Taiwan for the holiday Christmas break for two weeks. They were in Taiwan, and it was an amazing time. And I was so excited for them, and I couldn't wait for them to come back so I can hear all the stories and see all the pictures and just appreciate their travel and experiences. And (laughs) you probably know where this is going. They landed on January 1st, and I picked them up um, from school on January 2nd, and I just was so excited to see them. And I was jumping up and down. Yay. Yay. Oh my gosh. I missed you. I love you. I'm glad you're home. Tell me stories. Tell me stories. Show me pictures. Show, show me, show me pictures, please. Woohoo. I want to hear everything. I want to hear all the good, bad, and indifferent. Please tell me everything. Oh my gosh, I missed you. Tell me, tell me just jumping up and down like a little kid, like a puppy, right? In their faces, you know, in the car. (laughs) And yeah, you guessed it. I didn't think about it and dropped my guard and got COVID. They brought home COVID. And I just thought, you know what, this is <laughs> this is a problem, Dr. Bright Ellington, that you let your guard down and didn't think about that when you travel, you know, this is especially this time of year, but any time of year, but definitely this time of year. Between November when folks are coming together and sharing their cooties and stuff with family and loved ones and <laughs> friends. And between that and the middle of January, that's prime virus sharing time. <laughs> so yeah. So then they the, you know, one of them was already sick. And the next morning, I it didn't, I didn't think about it. I thought, oh my gosh, let me give you some decongestant, da-da-da until the other one, the second kid got sick. His brother got sick also. And I thought, holy crap. So took a test and, you know, they're positive. So yeah. And I panicked because I didn't want our daughter and my husband to get it. My husband was getting ready to travel for something major for work. And, you know, we have a family member who has who is immune compromised and I just thought oh my gosh I just let I just let our guard down so I sent them to their dad's right away <laughs> their dad already had covid he got it with them so I just thought oh my gosh let's let's try to protect my family member our family member who has immune uh, immune compromised just uh, dis- diagnosis so let's get them out and it was too late, (laughs) a little too late. Just in two days, I had already contracted and I didn't find out until a few days later when I was feeling really crappy, tested, and I'm positive. Fortunately, I'm the only one that got it because I was the only one in their faces as soon as I got off the plane, basically. (laughs) Saying, oh my gosh, I missed you. Tell me stories. Hug, hug, kiss, kiss. (laughs) So fortunately, I'm the only one that got it. And it's a lesson to remind me, hey, you know, Dr. Bright Ellington, remember, right? In the post-COVID area, remember we need to quarantine for five days after we travel. Definitely this time of year, between November, middle of November, definitely third week of November and third week of January. And, you know, really something you want to think about doing definitely other times of year, especially with international travel. So, okay, that's my PSA for the day. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Please uh, learn from my mistakes. So I just had to get that off my chest. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to talk about today is another thing that a lot of people do at the beginning of a year with a new year is to say they're going to assign a word to the year a word that means something to them that motivates them reminds them of something and that's not something I've ever done it just just wasn't something that occurred to me to do or I was ever inspired to do until this year I swear I woke up one day this week maybe you know being in bed for hours and hours and days and days you know in a feverish dream <laughs> <laughs> Something came to me and I thought, you know what? I'm not just going to have a word for 2024. I am going to have a phrase for the year. The phrase for the year is health swindled and care costed. Woohoo! Yes. They are real words, health swindled and care costed. I made them up myself, so they are real words. (laughs) And because they're not in the Webster Dictionary yet, I will tell you the definition of health swindled and the definition of care costed. The definition of health swindled is being tricked or misled into paying too much for health care. The definition of care costed is suffering because of the high cost of medical care. So we've got the definition of health swindled and care costed. So let's use it in a sentence. <laughs> let's use it in a in a paragraph. Okay. Meet Mia. Mia was tricked into signing an agreement to pay a bill she didn't know, putting her into a lifetime of debt. There are 100 million Mias in the United States who have been health-swindled and care-costed by the American medical system. Here's how to not become one of them. All right, there we go. Our phrase for the year health swindled, and care-costed, we got this. All right. In honor of Financial Wellness Month, let's talk about the three steps that will make you better with your money. Let's go. Let's get started. Step number one that will make you better with your money is to always be clear about what you're paying for. So most often we know what we're paying for, right? When we get groceries, hair services, you know, haircut, you know, get a perm or hair color or getting clothes for cold weather, car repairs. Usually we know what we're what we're looking for. And when we're not sure what we're paying for, like a car or a laptop, phone, hotel on vacation, right, a microwave, we do research. But when it comes to medical services, for some of us, I would say actually for most of us, but for some reason, and we'll talk about why, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know why we do this. People in the United States tend to just check out, just leave our brains at the door and hand over our credit cards or take out our, uh, our life savings or retirement savings, or even sell our homes. And this is because historically, back in the day, when our medical care was provided by solo or small group physicians and community hospitals, we assumed their bills were accurate and that we could trust them. But it's the 21st century, and medical care has evolved into an industry run by publicly traded insurance companies, and Wall Street private equity firms. So we have to understand that now our physicians and medical providers just provide our care. That's it. They are 100% completely disconnected from the back office industry, and best believe it is an industry. And they have no idea what professional accountants, accountants and business professionals, managers, I should say, are billing and doing in their name. It's two completely separate, different worlds. So, for example, if you have insurance and you go to your doc appointment for a pre-op evaluation for a procedure that you're planning that you and your physician are discussing, And you ask your doc, well, is this covered by insurance? Very often, your physician will say, well, yes, of course, because it's medically necessary. But most physicians don't have an understanding of insurance companies' definition of medical necessity. And that's how you get stuck with a big bill that your insurance company won't pay for they deny, as not medically necessary. So don't feel guilty or ungrateful or some kind of way when you enforce your federal civil rights to be clear about what you're paying for. Your physicians and medical team members you're so grateful for and appreciative of have nothing to do with what you got billed. So because there's such a huge divide between your medical service providers and what the business administrators try to get you to pay for, unlike any other industry in the United States, you have to do an extra step to be clear about what you're paying for when you get a bill for medical services you've been provided. When it comes to medical services, to get clear about what you're paying for, make sure your bill has CPT codes. Make sure the bill you're given has CPT codes. And unfortunately, eight to nine times out of 10, they don't. And remember, CPT codes are to medical services what barcodes are to products in a retail store every medical service or procedure you can ever think about having in the United States has its own unique CPT code. So there's a unique CPT code for getting sutures. There's a CPT code for getting blood drawn to test for thyroid hormone. A certain high, uh, each thyroid hormone actually has its own CPT code often. Oh, it actually does, but sometimes they're grouped together. But the point is, uh, tests that are, that are descriptive of a, <clears throat> um, a hormone or a group of hormones has its own unique CPT code. Again, anything you can think of, office visits, ER visits, EKG, Those each of those medical services that you can think of having or you had done has its own unique CPT code. So if what you're being asked to pay for is related to any kind of medical or dental or mental health services, make sure it has CPT codes. If not, call the provider's billing office and request it as your civil right as per the United States federal law, and that's the HIPAA law. Today's cousin Richie Jr.'s joke of the week is brought to you by 365 days of dad, no, mom jokes. <laughs> so for this year, for Christmas, hubby gave me the 365 days of dad jokes, but he crossed out dad and wrote in mom and big black letters. <laughs> And what's awesome about it is that there's a joke for every single day of the year. So we're in the middle of January, so I've got a bunch of them saved up, <laughs> a bunch of them here. So let's get started. Okay. What kind of car does a sheep like to drive? A Lamborghini. Of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What did the drummer call his twin daughters? Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> okay. What do you call a belt made of watches? A waste of time. Okay, these are in honor of my son. My 17-year-old wants to start a NASA paraphernalia moon rock business, retail business, online retail business. Yeah, it's always something. This is for him. Okay. What's an astronaut's favorite part of a computer? The space bar. (laughs) Okay. I got another one. Why do restaurants on the moon get such bad reviews? No atmosphere. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) How about, you know, I could tell a joke about pizza, but it's a little cheesy. (laughs) Okay. Why are elevator jokes so funny? Because they work on many levels. I like that one. All right, finally, finally, last one. (laughs) I told my doctor I heard buzzing, but he said, it's just a bug going around. (laughs) That's my favorite. All right, if you have better jokes, (laughs) please, please send them to David at crushmedicaldebt.com. Crush Medical Debt is proud to be a supporting partner of Single Care. In my research, Single Care's free drug discount card saves us the most money on our prescription medications, even compared to insurance. You know, I say this a lot. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. That's where I found it. I found it in VeryWellHealth.com, Healthline.com, and HelpAdvisor.com. Single Care, which is available to all residents of the United States over the age of 13 for free, is a prescription savings card giving you up to 80% in discounts without having to share any personal information. And unlike other more well-known free prescription discount cards you don't have to pay for a membership for extra discounts and it's been cited as best for future savings compared to all free prescription discount cards what makes single care unique is this bonus savings program when you register for it you earn money towards future prescriptions And the program even offers around $5 in savings just for signing up. And since 2014, Single Care free prescription discount card has saved users over $1 billion. And unlike more well-known free prescription discount cards, Single Care has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. To use this free prescription discount program, all you have to do is go to singlecare.com. If you're looking for a specific prescription, just search that prescription and choose a participating pharmacy and download your free savings card. Or to download your free savings card fast to use at any participating pharmacy, including CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and Kroger, just go to crushmedicaldebt.com. If you're enjoying the show and you've learned something or found something to be helpful, let us know. If you're listening on Apple, hit five stars and leave a review, even if it's just a few words. It will help others know what you found particularly useful. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button below and give us feedback. Let us know what you think and what you found valuable. When you share your feedback, you're doing a lot to help others. So you finally had to see a doctor for that problem or question that's been bothering you. He had no choice. Now what? Are you prepared for that big expensive bill you're going to get? Without the right information, you're going to lose your savings and possibly even go bankrupt. Please don't wait until that happens. Don't get crushed by medical bills. Go to crushmedicaldebt.com backslash checklist to find out how three simple steps saves you money and maybe your financial life.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. Step number two
1: to make sure you will get great with your money is to do research to find the lowest price available. So again, when we're not sure of what we're paying for, like a car, a laptop, barber services, hair salon, hotel, microwave, We do research, do research, right? The medical services version of research to find the lowest retail price available is not going on honey or plugging in the phrase, quote, buy whatever it is, unquote, which is what my husband does when he's researching services and products. He does, he'll he'll plug in buy exercise bike, which he, (laughs) he did last week. Uh, Or he'll go on Honey, on the Honey app, and look up exercise bikes. So yeah, wouldn't it be nice to be able to do that, to be able to Google, quote unquote, buy hernia operation, right? (laughs) Or buy CPT code 49591, which is a type of uh, CPT code describing a type of hernia operation. Anyway, the medical services version of retail research is to search for quote, in our example we're going to use is hernia repair, we're going to plug in, quote, CPT code, in our example, 49591, unquote, CPT code 49591 that you got in step one. If you're fortunate enough to be able to schedule a medical procedure service ahead of time, meaning it's not an emergency, ask the physician's billing office to give you the CPT code for the planned procedure or service or procedures or services that your doc is planning to do. Once you have the CPT code from the provider's billing office, again, whether it's services you're planning or for services you've already had, meaning you have a bill in hand, once you have the CPT codes Google or ChatGPT search, quote, CPT code blank, unquote. So let's use an example of CPT code A0428. So we're going to Google, let's say I got a bill for services and the particular code that I'm being billed for is receiving the bill for CPT code A0428. We're going to Google or chat GPT the phrase CPT code A0428 to get the definition of the code. And in this example, our example that we're using, the example of CPT code A0428 is non-emergent ambulance transportation. That's what will come up when you do your search. Once you get the definition of the CPT code, make sure it sounds like the services you received. So if you're researching CPT code A0428 from an ambulance bill where you were transported from, let's say, an office, um, uh, apologies, an urgent care office or facility or a doctor's office or facility to an emergency department, you know this code is a mistake. If you do a research, a search, researching CPT code A0428, the definition says non-emergent ambulance transportation. Well, you know very well that if you were taken from a doc's office, an urgent care facility to an emergency department, that's an emergency and you know that that cpt code is a mistake it does not sound like services the services you received you're getting billed for something other than the services you received you know very well that that ambulance service was very well emergent and if you have insurance it's a huge mistake because insurance is not going to pay for non-emergent ambulance rides, right? They're not going to pay for a fancy cush ride to the <laughs> to an emergency room or wherever. Between facilities, that, that, that's just, no, they're never going to pay for that. So what you're going to do is call back the provider's billing office. Tell them a, about the wrong CPT code billed. And get it corrected to something like CPT code A0427, which is a type of emergent ambulance transportation, emergency ambulance transportation. So now that you've got the definition of the CPT code you're looking for, now you're ready to research the lowest retail price available for it, which is the Medicare price what medicare pays or the medicare reimbursement rate for medical services is always going to be the very lowest price providers will accept in the United States so in our example cpt code a0427 and that's what we had our in our fictional example our hypothetical example we had our cpt code corrected our bill corrected with the correct CPT code change to 0427, the range you're going to find in your online or chat GPT search could be anywhere from $476, which is the current price or Medicare rate, the amount that Medicare pays in the state of Arkansas, for this particular code, A4A0427, for this particular Emergent Ambulance Transportation Service, medical service, all the way up to like $562 in the state of California. That's what Medicare pays and reimburses for that code, CPT code A0427, Emergent Ambulance Services that occur in the state of California. So think about it. <laughs> You're talking about an average of, let's call it $500, between five, 476 and $562. let us just call it $500. $500 is a lot less than the very common on average, in my experience, the MRSP, the manu- <laughs> Manufacturer Retail Sticker Price, of $2,500 for CPT code A0427 an ambulance ride for emergent services. And finally, step three of the three steps that guaranteed will make you better with your money this year is stick to how much you're willing and able to pay. Now that you know what you're paying for, you know how much you're willing and able to pay for that dog walking service or that secondhand exercise bike or lawn mowing mowing service that you're interested in or snow removal service that you're interested in. In the case of medical services, you figured out what you're willing and able to pay in step two. So, Total up what Medicare pays for all the CPT codes on the bill in step two. That's the number you're going to call back the provider billing office to tell them what or that you're willing and able to pay. That's the amount, the number you're going to tell them that you are willing and able to pay. If that amount is more than what you can pay at one time, then ask... Who can I speak with who can help me make a payment plan? And a friendly reminder, I always, I talk about this a lot, but when we're talking to folks and asking questions and automatically negotiating, (laughs) and that's what we're doing in our conversations with paying for medical services, always start with open-ended questions. Who, what, where, how, why? instead of closed-ended questions, meaning questions that can be answered with yes or no. Because when you're talking with a customer service rep on the other line or billing rep on the other line, on the other end of the line, rather, even when you're talking with them in, in, in person, it's way, way too easy for them to get you away from them because usually they're not used to someone standing up for themselves and, and having medical financial literacy And knowing that they're empowered, that they have federal civil rights, (laughs) they're not used to that. And they're more likely to say, well, no, I can't help you with that. No, I don't know anyone who can help you make a payment plan. Well, no, no one in this department. Try medical records. I get that a lot. (laughs) That just cracks me up. Oh, okay. Medical records, they just hold paper. They hold the charts from your care. They don't have anything to do with the money and they know it. So anyway, just a friendly reminder Another tip when we are talking with folks about payment and negotiating money, always ask, who can I speak with? Never say, can I speak with someone? Or is there someone I can speak with? No, no. Who can I speak with? Who can help me make a payment plan? Plan. And you're going to stick to that number. If you come to an agreement with a payment for a payment plan, you're going to stick to that number no matter what it takes. And this is why. If you agree to a payment plan or the facility or the provider agrees to a certain number, and let's say that they're, you know, let's say I use this example a lot, our hypothetical hernia operation, let's say, You had an emergency hernia operation that you were billed by the facility for $10,000 and you apply the three steps of the only right way to pay a medical bill and the three steps that makes you best with your money. You find, oh my gosh, Medicare pays $3,000 for this. You know, I didn't have insurance I'm really just doing this on my own. So I got the number down from my research and doing the three steps to $3,000. When you call back in step three to tell the facility this is what you're willing and able to pay, the pushback you're often going to get is well, you know what? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You're saying that we're going to give you a $7,000 discount, and you're saying you want us to put it on a a payment plan, and you're telling us in our hypothetical example, I like to use a lot of, is, well, what if you can only squeeze out $50 a month out of your budget? Again, emergencies, accidents never happen at a convenient time, right? And you just don't have that extra money. And so you're saying, well, you know what? You've agreed to $3,000. Who can I speak with to put it on a payment plan? And you're talking with someone who says, "Okay, let's talk about a payment plan." <laughs> and you tell them, "Okay, fifty, you know, fifty bucks, fifty dollars a month." You might get pushback, and in the back of your mind, you might be thinking also, "Oh my gosh, why would they just take fifty dollars a month on a three thousand dollar bill?" Because it would take you at that rate sixty months, five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it it is what it is. So their job is to push back and to get as much money from you as possible. And they're going to say, "Well, can you do one hundred dollars? You know, can you do one? Can you do a <laughs> hundred?" Is what often the example I often give. And you're going to say, "No, I I can only do fifty because let's just say you have a bad month and." For that particular month, you know, three years down the line, let's say in your payment plan that you've agreed to, you only can do $75. Well, at that point, the facility can instantly, instantly send you to collections. So that's why you want to stick to your guns and do an interest-free payment plan for the amount, the number that you can stick to no matter what. Please don't get topped into an amount that you can't afford that does not fit your budget no matter what. Today's episode is brought to you by Crushing Cancer, a patient's complete guide to managing a cancer diagnosis by Carrie Forrestal, MD. Dr. Forrestal is a friend of mine who came to my attention when we were working on some, I think we were on a PR summit together. And he came to my attention because he really wrote what's called what people say is the Bible for if you get a cancer diagnosis. And what got my attention is that there were things that I learned about managing the financial impact of cancer and cancer care that I didn't know. And you know, I'm I am the <laughs> medical bill expert, right? So the medical financial expert. And so I was pleasantly surprised when there were some things that I found out about protecting your finances when you get a cancer diagnosis. So you come out on the other side and not just cancer-free, but financially free, medical debt-free. So I can't recommend this book highly enough. Dr. Forrestal really hit it right on the head, Crushing Cancer, a Patient's Complete Guide to Managing a Cancer Diagnosis by Carrie Forrestal, MD. You can find it any place where you buy your books online. And if you go to your favorite corner store, bookstore rather, and it's not on the shelf, just order it. They'll order it for you and have it shipped to the store at no additional cost. Crush Medical Debt is proud to be a supporting partner of Single Care. In my research, Single Care's free drug discount card saves us the most money on our prescription medications, even compared to insurance. You know, I say this a lot. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. (laughs) That's where I found it. I found it in VeryWellHealth.com, Healthline.com, and HelpAdvisor.com. Single care, which is available to all residents of the United States over the age of 13 for free, is a prescription savings card, giving you up to 80% in discounts without having to share any personal information. And unlike other more well-known free prescription discount cards, you don't have to pay for a membership for extra discounts and it's been cited as best for future savings compared to all free prescription discount cards. What makes single care unique is this bonus savings program. When you register for it, you earn money towards future prescriptions. And the program even offers around $5 in savings just for signing up. And since 2014, single care free prescription discount card has saved users over $1 billion. And unlike more well-known free prescription discount cards, Single Care has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. To use this free prescription discount program, all you have to do is go to singlecare.com. If you're looking for a specific prescription, just search that prescription and choose a participating pharmacy and download your free savings card or To download your free savings card fast to use at any participating pharmacy, including CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and Kroger, just go to crushmedicaldebt.com. If you're enjoying the show and you've learned something or found something to be helpful, let us know. If you're listening on Apple, hit five stars, and leave a review. Even if it's just a few words, it will help others know what you found particularly useful. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button below and give us feedback. Let us know what you think and what you found valuable. When you share your feedback, you're doing a lot to help others. So. You finally had to see a doctor for that problem or question that's been bothering you. You had no choice. Now what? Are you prepared for that big expensive bill you're going to get? Without the right information, you're going to lose your savings and possibly even go bankrupt. Please don't wait until that happens. Don't get crushed by medical bills go to crushmedicaldebt.com backslash checklist to find out how three simple steps saves you money and maybe your financial life.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Crush Medical Debt, Medical Bills Uncovered. And this is the thing. What you're doing in step
1: three is automatically negotiating. You're not using aggressive, you're not being aggressive or using aggressive language or aggressive behavior, which a lot of people think that's what you have to do to be able to be a negotiator to be able to negotiate or be a good negotiator. You think you have to be a smooth talker or use fancy medical words or use fancy words. No, what you're doing is automatically negotiating because you're saying, hey, you know, can't get blood from a stone. It is what it is. This is what I'm willing and able to do. And this is because a lot of us think that negotiating is kind of like a scary thing to do because American culture is not comfortable negotiating. Most of us in the States have personal financial literacy to know to negotiate for things like new and used cars, secondhand things, buildings like homes, our homes, right? We we know to negotiate. Now you have medical financial literacy, what I call medical money knowledge, personal financial literacy to know that all medical bills are negotiable. So there you go. The three steps to make you better with your money, period, guaranteed. But I have a bonus tip to make you better with your money when it comes to hospital bills. And I just wanted to take some time to point this out. Before you do these three steps for a hospital bill, call the medical centers, the hospital's billing office, and request a financial aid or financial assistance or charity care application. So most hospitals or medical centers in the United States are nonprofit, which means by federal law, they're required to provide sliding scale income-based discounts to those who live in the communities in which they operate. They're also, by law, supposed to post their access to these applications, to this application in a public place, but unfortunately, most don't. So always ask. So it's important to remember, please always, always ask for and fill out, complete and submit a financial discount application no matter how large your income is. Sometimes a bill is so large compared to a high income that the facility's discount takes the bill to almost zero or zero. And I like to share the example a lot that I was working with someone who had a procedure done, a surgery done, that was something that she had not planned but had to be done in in like three weeks. She had three weeks to get this procedure done that was medically necessary. It was actually an issue of life or death. It would end up saving her life. So the procedure was scheduled at an academic hospital or medical center, and that's where it was done. So most often, historically, academic hospitals, what is called teaching hospitals, where they have like residents and medical students and fellows, they have historically, usually they are nonprofit facilities. Most of them are. Now, there are a few teaching facilities, teaching medical centers that are for profit, but those are unusual. But you always have to ask. So this person had a surgery done at an academic facility, medical facility, and was sent a bill for $10,000. And because this particular facility's policy, and each facility has a different formula, different calculation for their policies that they use, her income was really high. She had a $150,000 a year gross income salary. And With that bill, apparently $10,000 was large enough compared to her income for this particular facility's calculations for their sliding scale income-based discount that the whole bill was wiped out. So in our case, what we're talking about with a hospital bill, if the whole bill is not wiped out, then after you, if the whole bill is not wiped out after you submit a financial aid or sliding scale income-based discount application, if the whole bill is not wiped out, then apply the three steps to the bill. Then the facility can apply the discount to the number you get from the three steps. So you get sent the notice, okay, this is the discount that we can offer, Right, according to your income and according to the bill. Go through the three steps. If, if the bill is not entirely wiped out and say, okay, this is what I'm willing and able to pay. Can you subtract? And, you know, I just caught myself. I just asked a close-ended question, right? It, it takes practice. We have to be mindful when we're talking about these things. It doesn't come naturally to us. How can, how much of a discount that I was given applies to this number that I'm willing and able to pay. Apply that discount, please, to this number that I'm willing and able to pay. You told me this is the amount the facility is going to give me off. Well, I that's still a big number I'm left with. I'm, I applied some research. And in my research and in my budget, what I'm willing and able to pay is this number. Please remove that. Apply that discount to this new number that I got in my research. And between the discount and the three steps, you might have the entire bill canceled. You might be able to get the entire bill wiped out. So there you have it. The three steps that will always make you better with your money. No matter what product or service you're paying for, including medical services, you are not going to get health swindled and care costed by the American medical system, right? (laughs) You can do this.
0: You got this. Thank you for joining us on this mission to crush medical debt. Now go to crushmedicaldebt.com to learn how to save the most money on your medical expenses, where you can download America's number one free prescription discount card and join the hundreds of CMD Nation community members who have saved thousands.